And one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 93. 93. I feel like I do this every time. I think. But is it really only 93? <laughs> yeah, it's because we're spacing it two weeks now. Oh, that's why. Yeah, Nor okay. we would we would have been much higher around. Yeah. I think it's like twenty episodes ago. We started spacing it two weeks, and so we have slowed down a bit. Oh, well, Kaiser, don't worry. In about two years' time, I might be able to do one per week. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Speaking uh, of, you know, the reason yeah. why obviously very busy lives. I'm going to say this now because I just. I'm excited, and I'm going to tell the world. You said it on a previous one, but go on. I, I said I was in the process, but as of today, I now Ooh, own they... that house. I now own the house. I signed the papers this morning, you know, got the keys, walked around. It's a nice place. Mm. Moved in there's some a, basic stuff. There's a forever sleep door uh, upstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there's a giant in the upstairs. They they redid one of the rooms, and the, I don't know if the old window was crap or they just completely redid it. But one of the the windows, compared to all the other ones in the house, is enormous. You could walk out of it. You'd have to crouch a little bit, but oh, you wouldn't. But yeah, <laughs> no, I still would. <laughs> You'd have to like bend over and duck. Yeah, but yeah, it's... I mean, you're saying how because it's got a, a slanted ceiling, right? Mm. That would really fuck me up. Bear in mind. Oh, yeah. Fair point. Literally yeah, the, the room that I'm in. <laughs> the upstairs room. So this is relevant to the podcast. This isn't just me going like, yeah, yeah, I own a home. We're actually going to be doing stuff with it for both mm. probably the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, and by we, he means he, because I don't live over there. But, no we, because he is going to be over here. Yep. For a brief amount of time. Uh, that is super exciting. I cannot wait yeah. for that. And it's getting closer at quite a speed, honestly. Yeah. We're we're only, what is it, a month and a half away now? Oh, my God. And we finally got stuff all sorted and ready to go, nice. apart from exchanging currencies. Yeah. You can kind probably of do probably. that here. Credit cards in general will work, but if you use a card that goes through your bank, make sure you call them. This is general travel advice for, for the podcast audience. When you're traveling mm. abroad... If you use a credit card that isn't made for traveling, make sure to contact them or contact the bank and go like, yo, I'm traveling, so they don't cut off your card when you're in a foreign country. Sure. Well, classically, England, all about contactless payments. America... Not so much. Not at all. I have heard that it is... Most places don't take contactless. You've got to have cash in hand. In gen That's a bit much. So... It depends on the state. So the state I live in, so mm -hmm. great state of we'll Massachusetts. Have like or something. Here, yeah, here in my state, we we do have contact lists now at most places, um, or the chip or whatever. Um, the chip. The, you know, the the card that has a little chip in it. You insert. No, it no, the... You make it sound like that Doctor Who episode where they all have the inbuilt chip in their brains and they just oh, yeah. connect through the brain hole. Oh, I know the one you're talking about, the news station yeah. one. Uh, but where we're going in Montana, it's probably a good idea to, you know, it, it's probably not going to be nearly as much contactless. I know it's barely a thing out where my... Hang on, it's not going to be nearly as much. There's not going to be much contact. Sorry, it was the double negative that fucked me up. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> it's been a very long day. I've been... I, I was up early to, you know, sign the papers and get everything moving. And then I was moving stuff between here and there. Hmm. Although, you mean it's not been a very short day? 
I hate you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so some of the ideas we have, one of the rooms I'm basically going to be converting into an office. Um, and when Blue's out here, we might be able to do a live pod. Well, not live, but mm -hmm. maybe live. But either way, we're going to be in the same room. Yeah, and it's going to be, oh, it's going to be so exciting. And there might actually be a, might actually be a degree of production value in it. Holy shit. I'll need to get a second microphone. <laughs> true. Or you could, I mean, just put stick it in the middle. Because you've got one of those nice ones. Where you oh, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah, I do have the, the dual range, like the uh, Yeti. you got so much, so much shit. <laughs> I've got, I've been working up the same, like one microphone, one camera, just the same setup for a very long time. My PC is far out of date. I've I've gone a little bit overboard with it. I'll admit. Um, no, no, I, I love it. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe your bank disagrees, but. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, oh. I just wanted to to bring that out front because you know, a because I'm psyched as all hell because I actually, the big thing for me is having a yard. Like I have mm. plants. I have several trees. Yeah, we were talking about the the kind of tree that was in your 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 front lawn. Yeah, but we shouldn't give very too much details. I'm well aware of that. Well, it's but not really going to narrow it down. I mean, it's an no, it's an oak of some variety. I think. Yeah. I think. That's what my that's my parents were up there earlier, and they were the chat, and I was like, oh, yeah, what did he what seems to know a lot about trees? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Although he's the the whole he's saying could be a maple, could be a sycamore. Yeah, mm. yeah. But anyway, that that you know relevant to the channel because we might be doing some stuff with it. There'll be a different background behind me if I ever have the the face uh, the face cam on again. Yeah. Um, before I start moving stuff in, I got to do the before video of just walking through because. But you will need to get some stuff in there before then, because otherwise that thing is going to echo like hell. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the time the the office is priority one, mm. so I've already budgeted enough money to get the office up and running. Um, and I actually saved about a thousand dollars today because, okay, here, I'm going to, I'm going to rant about this a little bit because okay. I, I needed to get appliance shopping because I didn't read the contract close enough. And when I bought the house, they were taking the refrigerator. Yeah, it's fine. I should have looked at the fine print. I don't really care. I, I have to buy my own fridge. I mean, they already tried to fuck you with parts being broken and you jacuse them on that <laughs> yeah that that was more like the contractors the person used kind of screwed her and so she went back to them and was like okay you fix this stuff so yeah. it wasn't really on the seller's fault but anyway so i need refrigerator washer dryer and i was okay. going to go to a best buy to get them and i was looking at it and i'm like if i get like decent middle of the range ones it's probably going to run me about like three thousand dollars and yeah they're not cheap um, cause these are like appliances you buy once and you're done with. So they're meant to last mm. forever. So they, they, they price them accordingly. Anyway, so I go to the Best Buy and I'm, there's these giant steel cargo containers all over the parking lot. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then they have a kiosk set up outside and the guy's like, oh yeah, we can't let you in. We're doing like renovations on the inside. But you know, if you, if you want something, know. you know, we can go in and get it and you can do a, a purchase Just here. Just walk into the steel container. Uh, yeah. We'll be right behind you. Don't yeah, worry. Exactly. <laughs> Don't ignore this cattle prod. Um, Those aren't screams. That's just some cats fucking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like I, I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't think that's gonna work because I need 
you know, and I listed off the appliances and he's like, yeah, we can't do that. And oh. he's like, well, you can try going to another Best Buy. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll check out what the, the next one was like 20 miles away. Um, so mm. I wasn't going to drive that far just to go to Best Buy, especially because there was a do you have Lowe's over there? No, it's a hardware store. Wait. Lowe's. Actually, we might do. I'm not someone who particularly goes to hardware stores. Lots. The the two big ones around where I, or the three big ones around where I am are like Abishans, Lowe's, and Home Depot. I've definitely heard of those. It's like the blue writing, isn't it? That's Lowe's. Lowe's is the blue one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I I went there, uh, and it's a good thing I did because I got all three appliances for two thousand dollars. I saved a thousand dollars because Best Buy was under construction. Hell yeah. Well, clearly it wasn't the best buy. <laughs> yeah, right? It's false advertising. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, I just had no, that little, little mini rant about that, too. It, it amazes me how much the simplest things, uh, pieces of furniture, furniture cost. Like, mm. one of my uh, old friends, they had bought a bar, mm-hmm. and they needed to get bar stools. The bar stools themselves were a ridiculous price. They're just stools. It's a piece of wood on another piece of wood. Yeah. And it was so expensive. I, I, I lucked out significantly because my grandfather was really into woodworking and like refinishing mm. furniture. So I have a bar that, that's set up, you yeah. know, that I've got over here. My grandf- I've got a dining room table and chairs. Didn't have to pay anything for them because mm. he made all of them. And, um, you know, when he when he passed and they were you know, divvying up the furniture and stuff. It was all, it all went out to different members of the family and I got the dining room table, um, which is great because I looked dining room tables. If you want to get a dining room table with like a decent number of chairs to go with it, it's like, you're looking at like $6,000. Like if you want a good wood one, if you want like yeah. a, a, a cheap crap one, you can probably get it for like one or 2000. Well, I'm pretty sure my partner's, so my, my partner's father is uh, big into like restoring stuff, so he got a real knockdown price table. And after working on it a bit, mm. it's it's a really nice table. Uh, and it's <laughs> you know quite often you're going to a house, and if you put down you know a, a mug or something in the wrong place, the uh, someone will rush in and be like, "Oh no, use a coaster." Yeah. He's gone the next level. It's like, this is my table. <laughs> you keep it clean. It's like, you, you leave a cup stain on this and you will not put the fear of God in you. I'll be washing it off with your blood. <laughs> that Okay, so actually on the, the line of tables, um, mm. a, a kind of a dream purchase of mine. This is something that I, I, if I ever get it, I won't get it for years. Yeah, You know those like professionally made like gaming tables? I think maybe it's just because you've been talking about it recently. I think someone I know has actually bought one, or okay. was it just you talking about it a lot? I, I was talking about it, yeah, a couple of weeks back. Um, I but, think it might have been Raven, even I don't know. But this this one, I don't. I should have the company name so I, I can actually speak about it accurately. But mm. essentially, they will make it out of like custom like wood. Like you mm. tell them the the wood you want, and they they source it from different places around the world, and then you uh, wormwood. That's the company's name. They're called wormwood. Gotcha. Uh, so, but they I can get one made of ebony, mm-hmm. and which you go ahead and be like, I want one made of chipboard. Can you do that? <laughs> they did have like some some fairly uh, cheap 
varieties. But so you, it's a normal table, but then you take off the top and below it, it's like sunken in and it's felt and you've got the cup holders and places mm. to put yeah. dice and things. And it also, you can get chairs to go with it. You want to take a, a stab in the dark at what just the table costs? Well, I mean, if you, the if you get the ebony version. One of these. And they've got one with the, all the cup holes, and they use it mm. to play poker and stuff like that for the charity live streams. Um, so I know what they look like. Price wise, I mean, bear in mind you said that a, a, a table and chairs set was six grand. That's for like a normal dining room set. Yeah. Yeah. This is, doesn't come with the chairs, but it's like, multiple tables in one essentially and ebony is a fairly valuable wood too oh and ebony as well uh okay i'm gonna say somewhere around the 10 grand mark that's closer to if you were getting it with the chairs it was around seven thousand seven thousand just for the table and then if you each each chair was five hundred dollars well a chair you just I wouldn't even spend seven grand on that. I would sell the plastic box. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you this multiple is, tables. This is why this is a pipe dream for me. It's like I could get this table or a car. Well, not not I a very good car. I like a used car. car. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I have a car. But anyway, but it, it's something that like it's my dream for like years and years in the future that I probably will never do. But yeah. Dream. And then you will, but when you get it, also your anxiety levels will rise because if anyone is around, you're gonna be like, if you put anything. On this table. On my table. If the felt gets even slightly stained. I would be literally shaking every fucking time if like my friends came over with their kids. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I can just imagine a Juan and Raymond just be like super casual about it as well on purpose in front of you. <laughs> I mean to be fair, Raymond's like that. He has a he has a pool table in his basement. He's like that, you know, very because it, he loves his pool table. Yeah. So you you don't you don't, you don't set drinks down on the pool table. You don't have no. food around the pool table. There's there's a table off to the side for that. Hmm. No, I totally get that. Um. Yeah. No, that sounds really cool though. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I, I went on longer. Kind of went <laughs> off into a few side tangents there, but I feel like that's all relevant information. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, you ready for a gaming question? All right, I'm ready. Actually, what? Shall I pose you the philosophical one or the uh, one that I think we could probably talk about a bit. Actually, you haven't played this. Fuck it. All right, Vampire Survivor, right? Yeah. Uh, you've not played it, but you've not played it, but I've seen Kevin play it, and I think yeah, I've I was seen it. cousins have played it. I've played it a fuck ton. Yeah. Um, it has massively like exploded, and everyone loves those kinds of games now. Mm. I will fully confess, when I was younger, and this kind of game was on, like. The, the first phone apps, right? You're talking about like bullet hell kind of games. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, they, I'm sure they were on before then, but that was the first ones I remember. They being like the first phone apps. Um, and now it's had this massive resurgence. I'm actually quite interested in that now, maybe because I've grown up, maybe because the graphics are slightly less shit. Hmm. I mean, um, but now in classic PUBG style. Everyone is now making a vampire survival game. <laughs> um, and some of them are quite good, but even the ones that are good feel... Every time you play another one of these games, it feels more watered down than the last one because you've already played this game yeah. with different graphics. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on that kind of thing. I 
personally, I agree with that, but I think it's less because of the games that are clones of clones of clones. It's more that people tend to gravitate back towards the thing they're either most familiar with or that they've put the most time into. Um, So, for instance, which usually ends up being the first one, there's a a point that um, uh, Yahtzee makes in the Zero Punctuation series where he's talking about, he, he reviewed some MMO. And uh, the point he was making was that a lot of newer MMOs tend to fail or tend to not have massive success over the long term because people will then gravitate back to the the one that they sunk the most time in, which usually means WoW. Yeah. Um, and so that, but the point the point stands because WoW was the first like big, very accessible MMO, like anyone could really yeah. play it, and it was low barrier to entry and addicting as all hell. Mm. Um, so I think it and might be the same terrible story. game to play in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just thinking of like so. So with the like PUBG, good example. It was the first one that kind of cut everything down and was like, here, just go out into this big arena, loot stuff, shoot people, and mm. so that's why you still see the people who played that. They'll gravitate back to that, even though there's a hundred other uh, like battle royale games out there now. Yeah, it was the first one, it, probably because it. It was big on YouTube and Twitch, I imagine. Hmm. Uh, and then, because anything that gets big on YouTube, for some, if one person starts playing it, it spreads like a wildfire on YouTube, and suddenly, like ten content creators are, are playing it. That spreads out to the audience, and they each have a, millions of subscribers. So, those games explode. Some of the but earliest remember- videos on this YouTube channel, what for those who are listening to this on YouTube, because uh, I realize this also goes to other platforms. But true, true. the earliest mo- videos on this YouTube channel, some of them, because um, mm. I did a few Let's Plays before we did this, but PUBG, there was yeah. there were just some fun, like it was just us and the other people from the Hive dicking around on PUBG. Yeah, and we weren't particularly doing it for, I don't think it was even popular at that time particularly, because I think it had gone past the initial phase of a lot of people playing online. And we never did the, the zombie mode that was in it, that streamers were a lot, very much a fan of. Uh, everything like that, um, but yeah, and we weren't we were never good at it. Well, I mean, the, you guys weren't bad, but I, I'm saying we played it for the funny moments, not for actually being good at the game. I'm just thinking of um, one of the one of the videos. There's a point where I'm I think I'm riding on the back of a like a dune buggy with Adam, yeah. and I just hear in in the the style of a Doppler effect, just uh, Kaiser. As you zoom <laughs> past me in a motorcycle and then flip over in a field. So, I was very drunk that night. And <laughs> I had a I had a reputation for getting on motorbikes and then being like, oh, quick, get on the back with me. And no one ever wanted to get on the back of my motorbike. Uh, that night I was particularly drunk. I got on the back and I was like, I'm coming, guys. And I swerved off the road accidentally. <laughs> Hit a divot, and I literally did a perfect backflip. Just a, on my it just bike. it just did this rotation right next to us. We just couldn't believe he actually landed it. It was so cool. I love the fucking motorbike making. There are just small things, but if you can make vehicle vehicles actually intuitive and feel good, mm. it will make me want to play a game so much more. That's, just for that. That's what got me hooked on Halo. I'll be honest. Like the vehicles. I really like the vehicle. In Halo, it did, the modern Halo not so much, but in Halo, I'm talking like Halo One and Two, Halo One, mm. Two, and Three, like their vehicle. First of all, Halo One's vehicle combat was way ahead of the game. Like no other console FPS 
had vehicles that felt just that good and that well integrated into gameplay. And mm-hmm. so it was so much fun just like, you know, rocking around the field in a ghost or a warthog or, or something like that. And then the in ghost, Halo 2, they, they kind of enhanced it. Uh, sorry? So the, ghost, the ghost is a lot of fun. Because, and this will make sense why so I do. But all of the vehicles in Halo feel very floaty. Now, like I said, the ghost can get away. Is it the ghost that's just like yep, just off is. the ground? Yep. Yeah, okay. That, great. Having the warthog be able to like flip like it's nothing doesn't feel right and when you smash in something with like the alien tank for example it doesn't feel like it's the same impact as say playing battlefield bad company 2 if you drive an m1 abrams into a building and you smash through part of the wall and it slowly slows you as you break through the walls that feels fucking epic see that's like part of the charm i found though because halo halo wasn't supposed to be a realistic shooter it was an arena shooter Hmm. and so the vehicles were supposed to be like fast well, not fast, but fun, distinct, and if if realism is sacrificed to make them like just more fun to drive around and more, um, yeah, chaotic. I can't think of the right word. I keep wanting to say chaotic, but that's not the right word. Because um, you could also do crazy in the original Halo. The vehicles weren't destructible either, so you could do some crazy shit with them, like load a bunch of grenades under a warthog and use it to flip itself across the map and just ride it. Something you quite often do in Battlefield Bank Company too is go with the engineer, stick a bunch of C4 to the front of a quad bike, and then just sprint at a tank with it. Uh, and then just jump out like a second before it goes straight into it. The impact sets off the C4. Boom. The fucking feeling in your balls when that happens is like, oh, oh my there god. so many good glitches in Halo 1. Mm. I like... Because you could get outside the map too, and you—it wasn't hard to do. And of course, at that point, point there was no Xbox Live, so if you played it online, you played it online through like GameSpy Arcade or something like that. And so, but it, it was really easy to get outside the map; like anyone could do it. So people would have that would just be a legitimate strategy in a match. This You'd, is on that forge map, right? The one floating just off of the coast. Uh, no, this is, so I'm thinking of Halo 1, and this was in Sidewander, the icy map that's kind of in a U-shape. Okay, I'm not sure on that one. There were quite a... The valley one that's famous. That's Blood Gulch. You can get outside of that one, too. There's a few different ways to do it, usually with the ghost. Mm. Um, you could could do it with the tank, too, but it was a little trickier. Yeah. Anyway, now now I'm just talking about glitches in Halo. (laughs) There I say, that's what this podcast is about, just random little bits from games. Um, God, I was thinking about saying I've got it. I really wish, I really wish that they brought Battlefield Bank Company 2 back. I couldn't stand any of the, the Battlefields after... Well, you really, 3 wasn't great, and everything after that, I'm just... Like, going back to the Prussian War and stuff like that, like... Okay, it's a cool concept, but it's executed in a way that's so similar to Call of Duty that I might as well just play fucking Call of Duty. Yeah, that That's the thing. When the, the big shooters, they, they... I've never really been a Battlefield player. Um, I was always... If if I played a realistic shooter, it was usually Call of Duty. Um, and I think I've talked about this in the podcast before. Like, I... Because they release one every year. I'll just play... every Every, like, two, maybe three years, I'll have the urge to play one. And I'll just buy whatever the current one is, play it for a few weeks, and then forget about it for a while. 
The last one I played was Warzone, and that was a fucking mistake. God, I hated it. I played the, it was... the Black Ops Cold War one that came out right after that. That one was a lot of fun. But, uh, well, I've already spoken many times about my gripes about Call of Duty. Re regarding realism in games, even games that are hyper-realistic hyper in the eyes of consumers mm. are not at all realistic. And the reason is because the more realistic you make a game, you can replace the word realism with tedium. <laughs> because that's what it is. What the, the unrealistic part of games is the developer taking out all of the boring shit. So playing a war game, even like uh, whatever it is, armor or... Mm. I was about to bring other... up armor. Yeah. yeah. People cite that as an incredibly realistic game. But I mean, you're not loading bullets into your magazines. You're not, you know, yeah. getting a little, a, 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 like your arm blown off, and then for the rest of the game, you've only got one arm. You can shoot a pistol, and even then, you're stuck in a hospital bed for the whole time because you wouldn't be in the war zone anymore. I've got a hot take. Okay. Arma is the truck simulator of FPS. It is a simulator game, yeah. It, it's basically like the it's like the truck driver simulator, or the farming simulator, or the train simulator. The only simulator game I've played and really enjoyed was Goat Simulator. Not Visceral Cleanup? No, sorry. Of the games that are called Blank Simulator. Oh, okay. Visceral Cleanup was a lot of fun. But I think that was more fun because I was playing it with a bunch of people. And yeah. it was like, you know, chatting and bantering <laughs> while you... Podcast game, because you're just doing something with your hands while just chatting shit. It really uh, is. The... Uh, like I said, I'm not trying to knock simulator games. I fucking loved Car Mechanic Simulator. Uh, yeah, you guys played the hell out of that. Yeah, I would just sit there on <laughs> in a really sad manner. But it felt like I was learning something. Maybe I wasn't. I was kind of learning bits about actual mechanics I, in cars. I kind of enjoyed um, House Flipper Simulator. Was it called Simulator yeah. or was it just called House Flipper? I think it's just House Flipper, but yeah. It was, it was a fun game. Like... You clean something up, sell a property, move on. Cleaning, cleaning simulation games weirdly satisfying. They are. Uh, they they give your brain the uh, the sense that you're getting something done when you aren't. Yeah, <laughs> when you really aren't. Man, I think if there's anything that makes us sound like we're fucking old Kaiser, it's that we play these games and enjoy them. It's like, I remember back when uh, my grandfather used to enjoy the flying games, flight games. Mm. Like simulator games, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, God, this, this is just boring as all hell give me space invaders <laughs> i it's weird looking at how my video game tastes have changed because i mm. never used to be a, a like an fps player like i i did not like shooter games until halo one kind of lured me in and then i yeah. played that and that was kind of that was that was the gateway drug but mm. and now the thing the types of games i enjoy are like really slow like puzzle logic solving kind of games like uh god what was the one i was playing the other day well i guess into the breach is an example of one yeah the, the one with the white cat with the robot yeah. stroking it talos principle that's one. Oh, yep yeah i loved that game loved that game yeah. um but then uh, at the same time i also play games like doom eternal and i really enjoy those so i i basically have no middle ground anymore i just play mm. these nice relaxing strategy games 
or these completely over the top, like adrenaline pumping, if you twitch, you lose kind of games. Because yeah. I still play the hell out of StarCraft 2. Speaking of new games, hmm. uh, Jagex. Have you heard of Jagex? I have not. Okay, they are the uh, developers of RuneScape. Um, they are creating a new game, and they're using the three the three death knoll words of um, of Actual any fun. new game. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, open world survival. Oh fuck me. Um. So I was like, oh fuck, Jagex is making a new game. Hell yeah! Oh, wait, oh. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to <laughs> There, Going back to Zero Punctuation, there's yeah. uh, something that he started doing a while back, and he just started naming... Like, whenever they hit these trends, like the realistic modern shooter, mm. he started referring to them as Spunk Goggle Weeby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I goggle or Goggle? Yeah, anyway. I, it was either... It was probably yeah. Gargle. But I said Goggle because he said it with a British accent, so... <laughs> um but then i think the uh the games that you're talking about like the open world survival type games oh. he started referring to as um jiminy cockthroat or something like that right he just i don't know but yeah they're just so generic he, he added an even worse word to the end of this game because it's also pvp which I'm really not. A, I am bad at PvP. I love PvP. In anything except like Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm. CS:GO. I don't mind it. Well, obviously, because that's the whole thing for CS:GO. But you don't lose anything in CS:GO or Hops. You just finish the game and then you start anew. Yeah, that's why. <sighs> so I I like PvP. I, it's We've been playing Sea of Thieves off and on. That my favorite part of Sea of Thieves is the ship combat, like actually yeah. getting into an engagement with like another player, and you know yeah. the the desperate battle to keep your ship afloat while you try to kill them and sink their ship. I love that. Um, and you don't really ever lose anything. You lose whatever treasure you got potentially that session, but you don't lose. You, you really do. Do you? What What do you lose? Lose a piece of your soul for a start. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it's always like, but, but things uh, that you've already unlocked. You don't lose like currency or anything like, like for instance, if your ship sinks, you don't lose that skin for the ship or something like that. I'm going somewhere with this, just no. But I mean, I, I'd say see if this is a bad example because you can literally put, and we have many, many, many times spent hours collecting loot, hmm. and it's. Not only gone True. a single second, but the other motherfucker gets it that all. Killed us is walking away with it again. But my point was, I'm fine with those stakes because yes, it 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 gives a much more gravity to the combat. Yes, it feels like shit when you lose, but when you win, you're on fucking cloud nine. What I where I was going with this is one game that I had to kind of stop playing because it was I felt the stakes were way too high. Mm. Um, going back to way too realistic games yes what Tarkov? no it's the okay. hunter uh showdown game or whatever it was called the hunt oh. the hunt showdown or yeah yeah the one that you and me played briefly yeah and the thing is yeah it's called hunt showdown so mm. i really liked the game i had fun with it and i actually 
won a decent number of times playing through it. You know, when we we played, I think we won one or two or came in high play. My problem we, we was if you die in those games, your character is just gone. Except if you want to pay in IRL money, in which case I'm pretty sure you can bring your people back. Yeah. And that was what killed it for me. Because I wasn't going to pay more money for a game I had already bought. No. I didn't get... I didn't play the game for long enough that I cared about any of my characters. And in fact, I don't think any of my characters ever died because early in the game, your characters just can't die. Yeah. I played it for long enough that my characters could die. And I had a character that I won a few games with, had some cool stuff on. And I lost the game, and it was gone, and it was just so demoralizing. I never went back to it. Yeah, no, no, I, that's, that's what put me off of um, that Ark Survival Evolved. Ark Survival Evolved, it, <laughs> like what happens with most of those survival games, what put me off that one was I had a busy work week, and by the time I actually got logged back online, everyone else was flying robo dinosaurs to Mars, and I was still holding a stick. I'm like, what the fuck. Yeah, no, I hate it. <laughs> and and you you guys were playing for sorry, you're playing on server where you didn't have to wait for dinosaurs to train, they just instantly trained. Yeah, I, right. I didn't and, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but second of all, and this is probably the biggest thing, there weren't other players on your server. When I played it, you could like go off to sleep for the night and you'd come back and some wanker had come and killed all your dinosaurs in your sleep. I, I will, um, for, we're changing topics very quickly here, so just for the benefit of people who haven't played it, Ark Survival Evolved is a survival crafting open world game where there are dinosaurs on the island. And PvP, and it yeah. sucks. And you have to gather up equipment, build up, you know, a shed to sleep in, you can train dinosaurs. Eventually, you can get to the point where you've progressed technology from you have a rock and a stick and some underwear to I have a, an assault rifle, combat armor, and I'm flying on a raptor. Yeah, like Rust. Minus the raptor. Yeah. But I've, I've actually, I w I've watched videos way back in like 2017 or 2018 of people who had like massive like 100 people ser uh, servers going and they would, to prevent what you were talking about, they would form tribes and factions, and there were people who were supposed to be logged in to make sure they were protecting the camp and stuff. And people got yeah, hardcore about it. It was cool to watch. Yeah, it's cool to watch, but it's like having a child, and so you have to log on every day. Otherwise, you're being a bad parent, and everyone will hate you for it, and you'll hate yourself for it. And that kind of thing in a game, in a game, is just not on okay with me. It's like Neopets. Yeah. Not no, Neopets. not like Neopets. What, what are those games that... Almost like a cookie clicker game. You all, you have to keep logging in and making sure that you do yeah. all the things. And you got to get your dailies. you got to yeah. do your three... You know... Anyway, yeah. Uh, fuck that. Speaking of, it's been like a week and a half since I played Diablo Immortal. <laughs> I've kind of... I, I kind of got bored with it. Well, yeah. There's only so much you can do. Um, no, have you heard about the guy that put so much money into it that he maxed his character? And then, because his champion's level was so high, there was no one else on the planet that he could play against in PvP, so he just couldn't do PvP. 
Like, can you imagine <laughs> just uh, spending literally millions of dollars on a phone game and then you've gone too far and no one can actually play it with you anymore? There's there's a there's a song um, called uh, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise Crazy. It's by a guy named uh, Jonathan Colton. He does a few like kind of funny little songs, but he's actually you know, pretty good. Anyway, there, there's a line in it. Um, it's basically just it's a song about how Tom Cruise is so, so rich that he just he there's just no one on Earth that can understand him. And it's it, it's a it's a joke song about him, but one of the um, the lines in it is um, somewhere in some secluded castle, poor Tom Cruise sits staring at the wall. And I, I don't know, it's just, it's a funny song. Listen to it. Okay, I'm telling that to the audience, not you. But, but you should listen to it too. <laughs> but my point is, if you're spending that much on a game, don't spend it on the game. Spend it on a gaming company, buy the company, Tell and get them to make whatever fucking game you want. <laughs> At least then you'll get some money back in theory. That is going to be uh, next move for Elon Musk. I'm predicting it. He's going to buy. I thought you were going to say, gonna say it's going to be it's going to be my special table, and then that's going to be the next <laughs> buying a gaming company. No, no, God, no. I'm not. buying Blizzard. <laughs> God, it's too much work. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but I, I I don't know. Do you do you have anything else you want to talk about or? Uh, honestly, uh, um, really. <laughs> so I know I'm I'm breaking the mold here because I think yeah. for segment three, all we're gonna do is do more topics anyway. Probably. <laughs> so, uh, but all right. So we'll we'll end segment one there. That's that's spoiled for segment three. We're just gonna be talking about more things. But they yeah. will be different things. Oh my god! Sorry, I feel like we, the last few episodes we've been kind of break, you know, bringing it back to formula. Like we're not, we, we we let me. We had like a media segment. We had topics. They were very regimented. We had like in segment three, we had like a bunch of different games going, and we were rotating through them, and we we're constantly trying to come up with new ones. These days, right. we're just. You know, the the whole concept of this podcast in the beginning was we just two guys having a conversation about stuff we find interesting and putting it out. When there. we started this podcast, did I have a job? I don't think I did. <laughs> no, and I was still working one hundred percent remote. Yeah, which meant I had a lot more time. Yeah, yeah. That being said. In the future, I can see a time when I'm going to have more time on my hands. Uh, I mean, mostly it's a toss-up between dedicating time to this and to D&D. Yeah. That, um, by the way, that is something that I've got written here as a potential topic for segment. Th not not D&D in, in particular. A story. But, well... I you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna presage it right now so you can okay. get this percolating in your mind and you people listening can think about like what's gonna come next, which will be much quicker for you than it's gonna be for us. Um I think these days that the non D and D systems are better than D and D. Like things like Pathfinder or like uh 
what's it called? GURPS or no? Uh, it's I can't remember what it's called, but it's a system. That, what? I have opinions, but we're not going to discuss we're them now. We're not going to talk about it right now, but just keep it yeah. in your head. It's going to come up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast, and this would normally be segment three, our wild card segment. It's actually just me here right now. Uh, Blue is not here. And the reason for that is we actually did record segment three. Uh, we recorded the entire thing, and it turned out that the only thing that recorded was my mic audio. Blue's OBS fucked up, my OBS fucked up, which is where I record the backup version of his audio just in case, in the backup version of mine, in case one of the, the direct streams fail. Uh, unfortunately, both failed in the case of Blue's Audio. So, sorry, but this is all you get. It's just segment one this week. Although, I will give you a... We will revisit the topics we talked about. We actually had a lot of fun with it, talking about, um, you know, different D&D-like systems, tabletop systems that we've experienced, and how... D&D in its current iteration is a little bit too constrictive, and we like having a little bit more creativity. And we got, we, we got lost in some stories about how we've personally done that as Dungeon Masters, and told some stories about some of the, the interesting things our parties have done in games. And it, it was a fun conversation, and we will go back to that, and we will actually record that again at some point. But considering how late in the week it is and considering the fact that we just recorded it, it's we're not going to have our hearts in it if we try to re-record it now. Also, Blue just texted me and he's out with his girlfriend and they're drunk. So you wouldn't have liked the conversation anyway. Until next time, this unfortunately is going to be the end of episode 93 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening and you'll hear us again in two weeks. <laughs>